You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut through the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Hi, it's Katie Harris, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneur Podcast. Today, we have Cheryl Hobbs on with us from Class Act Consulting Services. Cheryl, thanks so much for being here with us. You're welcome. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's my pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, so why don't you give us a little background about you as a nurse? What kind of nurse are you, and, and how did that all lead to where you are today? I always had the caregiver quality, even as a child. And I wanted to be a nurse for years. I happened to mention it to my aunt and uncle one day, and he actually told me that they weren't going to have nurses anymore. It's going to be all doctors and that it was just a waste of my time. But I kept with it two years later. <clears throat> I started working in the hospital, entry-level position. One of my nurse friends, PTA mom, um, told me that one of the secretaries in the emergency department was graduating nursing school and maybe I could come up there and be a secretary. And it's like, okay, that sounds great. I went to the technical school, got my unit secretary education, started that. And once I got in the emergency department, it's like, oh, I really like this. And I am going to go ahead and go to nursing school. So I started doing all my prerequisites. Um, they asked me to be a full-time night shift nurse and I was in my last semester of nursing school and the director said I had to take it or they were gonna give it to somebody else. So my last semester of nursing school, I was raising four children on my own and working as much as I could and finishing that nursing uh, degree. At that time, they were still doing 80 hours. So I was either three 12 hour night shifts and a four hour, or I would do two eights and two twelves. So, and then go to nursing school <laughs> during the day and do my clinicals. But I wanted it bad enough that I did it. And then of course I was able to be a, what they call patient care tech after my second semester. And then I've just stayed in the emergency department. I went PRN for, for about five years and they needed help in the employee health department at our hospital. And I assisted with that in the emergency department of I did all of the usual things, a charge nurse, triage nurse, preceptor, started helping teach the classes in the hospital, kind of spreading my wings a little bit, which is really funny that I stood up in front of classes and taught because public speaking was one of the last classes I took. <laughs> I just did not want to do that. But once I started getting up in front of the classes, I really enjoyed it. Um, to further my career, I contacted the National Council State Boards of Nursing, and I was blessed with being able to be one of their um, panel reviewers, which was very interesting. It's in Chicago. It's very much secure. You're walked into the room. You sit there for eight hours a day for a week, and you help with questions on the NCLEX. So I wanted to, I wanted to affect more people than just in the local emergency department. We had a very good director in the emergency department for a while, and she encouraged us to do a lot of things. And one of the ones was the hospital was going to do a sexual assault nurse examiner program and start that at the hospital. And so I did that. I was always interested in the law. We have a lot of um, officers and military people in our family. 
And so being in the emergency department, I had a lot of connection with law officers at times and then doing sexual assault nurse examiner that makes you even more into the court system and the laws. So when I saw this legal nurse course, I decided, I asked one of my friend colleagues, hey, does that interest you? Would you like to take that? And she agreed with it. And so that's how I started on the legal nurse and starting on my business. Oh, wow. So that's a, that's a really interesting story. And I, you know, I, I have to go back to um, what your family said about getting rid of nurses. That kind of makes me laugh. But at the same time, we just had a conversation about artificial intelligence and its role in taking over nurses. So it's, it's like always there, you know, this concept oh, I... that, you know, we can get rid of nurses and it's like the most important group of, of people. I don't know why you'd want to get rid of them, but um, so that's, that's amazing. So you per- persevered. You went to nursing school. I can't believe <laughs> that you went to nursing school with working and raising four kids on your own. Like that's uh, a testament to just your drive and ambition. That's awesome. And um, so this SANE program, um, you know, it, it sounds like, like a lot of times um, these opportunities uh, they fall in our laps, but you stepped up to the plate and kept putting yourself in positions where you didn't, you know, I guess have that training to get the training. So you were kept finding ways to further this. Was the idea of a business ever kind of on your mind throughout of all of this? Or when did that come up? No, it definitely was not on my mind. It was after we took the legal nurse consulting course. And um, I wasn't really sure I wanted to work in an attorney's office. And I wasn't I would have had to have given up my nursing job or I would have had to work um, PRN and the only times I would have had available would be night shift or weekend. So that would have made me in an office for five days a week, day shift. And then, and so it's like, okay, this is not going to work. And we talked to a few other people and they had their own business. So that's what we decided to do. I asked my nurse friend colleague to do it with me. I, so I stepped out, but I also wanted a little support there. Yeah, it's it's a hard road. It's a <laughs> it could be a lonely road too. Right. Um, so, who is? Are you still with your partner, or is this? Uh, are you still in business together? Or did you kind of branch out on your own? She she um, <clears throat> excuse me. She stayed with me till she retired. She was a little older than me, and she decided she was ready to retire. And so then I just continued with the business on my own. Okay, when you decided that you were going to start a business, um, what was what were kind of the first things that you did? Like, how did you even find cases to work on? Okay, well, we um, we decided we did not want a brick and mortar because we weren't sure how long it would take us to get business, and we didn't want to have that expense. And um, lots of people were starting to work at home, not the way they are now, of course, but they were starting to work at home. And so we decided we'd try to make our business that way. One of the first things we did was sat down and tried to think of a business name. And we wanted to, they still had phone books they were using a little bit at the time. And so we we wanted to be high on the list. And so we were trying to think of words. And so we actually got a list of legal terms and class action was one of the legal terms. And so we decided we would be a class act and try to do our very best. So we wanted to be a class act and we wanted that to really draw their attention. Class Act was something that they um, they knew. So we thought of our business name and it so happened, people don't need to worry about having a lot of money to start a business. I know your wonderful podcast guest you had in February of this year said how she went to a bank and the bank will loan you money if you have money, 
but when you need money, they're a little hesitant. And we, of course, like I said, we didn't want a brick and mortar. We didn't want that expense. We didn't want to take out any loans. And her sister actually was a graphic artist, graphic design with the local university. So we sat down with her and told her our colors and our logo and our, the font we wanted. And she put this all together for us because there's certain language that they need to use. Colors have numbers and everything. And she got that all set up and she even put it on a CD for us. So all we had to do was take it to the local printer. And we use Vistaprint, some of the less expensive online things now. But at the beginning, we went to the local printer and we started out with business cards and brochures. And we had contracts we wanted to make and we used our resources. We used our references at the library online, made some contracts. And people just have to think about who they know. So I was actually brave enough one day, one of the emergency physicians um, that I really liked, he was actually one of the owners of the physician group in our emergency department. So I went up to him one day in between patients and I said, hey, I bet your group has a great contract attorney. And that kind of surprised him. He looked at me like, oh my gosh, what's going on? He goes, yes. And I said, um, could I have his or her name? So I have some contracts I'd like for someone to read over just to be sure they're okay. I was thrilled. He stopped what he was doing and went over to the phone and called his attorney and said, hey, I'm sending a nurse to you. And so I went out to this big, huge corporate attorney's office and he read through our contracts for us. And he was so nice and it's not always going to happen that way, but he did it at no charge. So now we had our business cards and our brochures and we had our contracts and we were out very little money. The next thing we started thinking about who might know an attorney and we had an acquaintance that worked in an attorney's office. And so <laughs> we got in contact with that person and said, hey, does your attorneys in your office do um, car crashes, slip and falls, personal injury, anything that has a medical record? And they said, nope, we send all those cases to this attorney. I said, oh, can we call that attorney and tell them that we got their name from you? And they said, sure. So that's how we got our first case was just using, I mean, you've so many people, you know, I would not hesitate at all if someone called me up and wanted me to assist them in some way. And so it's not like you're using people or putting them out. They're usually very eager to help if you just think about asking people. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like the one thing I love everything that you're saying, because this is what we push for our nurses to do, because one of the most powerful uh, things that you can do is completely free. And it's that personal yes. contact, making yes. the connections and working within your network, because yes. we have so many nurses that want to go straight to like Facebook ads. And I'm like, look, <laughs> you, know, we, you know, start with your network, start with people that you know, start with like uh, telling people. Uh, but, you know, there's a, a certain hesitancy or fear of talking to people that you know, which is kind of ironic, like they want to sell to people they don't know, which is also right. a little strange. But you know, there's that, did you have that fear of like, uh, you know, what will people think of me? Or, you know, how will this, how will they receive me? What if they say no, or get out, we don't take solicitors? Did you have any of those kind yes. of fears? <laughs> yes, that, that's a big fear. But the but when you, when you're able to do a few cases and be a around a few of the people, it means that you're a little more comfortable. Like if, if all the nurses that have listened to this, if they remember one of the first times they had to talk to a doctor or call them in the middle of the night or something, well, eventually you just get used to doing that. And so that's, that's what happened with us. 
the other thing that we used, again, using people you know, when my business partner and I would go to continuing education, I would look around at different people and see who we could talk to there always. But then we started really noticing the different advertisements they had, like maybe on their tote bags or the different things they were talking about. So at one Shortly after this, probably a couple of years after we started our business, we went to a continuing education and I saw a lady standing there and she had a tote bag and it said legal nurse consulting on it. So, of course, we touched base with her. Oh, how long have you been in business and, and things like that? The other thing is keeping in contact with people. So I would email her occasionally just casual questions. How's your family? How's your business? You know, how's the weather there? not soliciting her to subcontract with her or anything. But one of the last times I contacted her, she said, oh my gosh, Cheryl, I'm so glad. I was trying to figure out who could help me. She had just gotten, she had worked in Medicare um, insurance. And so she had just gotten this huge case from an attorney general in another state. And she had banker's boxes full of, medical records stacked four foot high around her room and she needed help and she made a template. So it was real simple for us to go through these records, fill out her template, give it back to her. She checked it over and she turned it into her attorney. There was no way she was gonna be able to do this huge case by herself. So keeping in contact with a friend got us some, some contracting um, business. Uh, so did you, uh, did you do uh, mostly subcontracting or did you find it hard to connect with lawyers without the subcontracting first or was it a mix? It was a mix. It was a mix. We started going to, I would look at the bar association and see where maybe they were having some of their continuing legal education. And a couple of times we went to the area where they were having it and just kind of wandered around and talked to some of the people that were exhibiting there, got to talk to some of the attorneys. Another great thing we did was there was a local district attorney's office that seemed like they were always in the news. They were always getting their criminal or they had a big case. And so I contacted the district attorney's office and I said, hey, you have cases with medical records where people are hurt. Um, they have abuse cases that they handle. How about a couple of the nurses come in and help you with those cases? And it took me quite a while to be able to talk with the person that handled the volunteers. I told them we would volunteer. I always try to give back to the community in some way. I volunteer BLS classes. So I thought we can volunteer at the district attorney's office. And so, and I still do that to this day. And so they went ahead and took us in and said, I don't know how you're going to help us, but they gave us this huge elder abuse, financial abuse case. And, and we helped them and they were thrilled. Oh, I can only imagine what that did for you in other ways. Um, yes. I mean, one, the experience, two, the network, because surely other people heard about what you were doing. Um, and I, I, that is so underappreciated. Uh, you know, again, like not recognizing that you have this network in your backyard if you're just willing to right. get to know the right people uh, who can help you and not go there expecting. Like, I mean, you could have showed up one day, volunteered and said, well, if you're not going to pay us, we're out of here. Um, right. But but you didn't. Um, right. And, you know, your contribution to society is, I'm sure, very much appreciated. Um, but it also brings karma back to you as well. So I'm, I'm sure you've benefited from that in other ways. Uh, 
that you you may maybe not even counted on. Right, we have. Mm -hmm. um, so, how did you decide uh, what you were going to specialize in, or did you specialize in anything? Did you just say, "Well, we're legal nurse consultants, and we can help in any case," or are there special things that you that you do? We we kind of said we could help with everything. You know, when you work in the emergency department, you do see all sorts of things. Of course, the emergency department and uh, emergency nursing being number one, and then sexual assault, they close. And so I still have that knowledge, but I didn't practice it until I resigned, but I still have that knowledge. So we take any type of case. And then if it, if it's something that definitely needs a specialist to look at it, maybe a labor and delivery nurse looking at, you know, at the monitor strips or something, then, then we have friends and colleagues that we can call on to help us. Um, so do you need to practice uh, to be taken legitimately or seriously? I mean, are you still practicing as a nurse today or is your expertise as a nurse uh, just carried over um, into legal nurse consulting? I, I resigned in April of 2019 and I have not worked at the bedside since then, but yes, it still carries over. Okay, but, but I mean, do you have the fear that the lawyers would be like, oh, you're not practicing, so you, um, you can't do this anymore? Only if they want you to be a, a, an expert witness, but behind the scenes reviewing the case and giving them a summary chronology or something, it's, it's still okay that we can still do that. Okay, so what are some of the services that you offer uh, to your um, legal counterparts? To our attorneys, yeah. we review the cases. We can help them obtain the medical records if that's a problem. Sometimes their wording isn't exactly how the hospital and the nursing and medical wor world word something. So when they ask for a certain record, they may not be getting exactly what they want. So we can help them with that. We can help them obtain the records, review the records, give them a chronology. We can find um, specialists for them if they need that. Um, if you're still practicing, of course, you can testify. I could still testify on cases up to about two years ago. Um, and I, I'm not sure I'm not ever going to go back to the bedside. But for now, I want to just concentrate again on the legal nurse business. Okay, so do the do the attorneys, do they recognize the value of legal nurse consulting? Do you think, feel like that's changed over the years or it's getting better or it's still about the same? Lots of them really do. And just like the attorneys at the district attorney's office, they had no idea. And now they do. And in fact, they formed a multidisciplinary team. So they have like their social workers, the police department, the investigators and the nurses all work together. So it, I think it is still a slow process. And some of the attorneys like let their paralegals do it or the law students that come in. But I think once they do talk with a nurse and a legal nurse and have them even just help on one case or even just call them up and ask them a few questions, they really start finding out that the nurse from doing the work, being in the hospital, does have some extra knowledge. You know, we can read a legal document, but if you hand that same legal document to an attorney, they're going to be able to just decipher that and really tell you information and see little nuances that we don't see because we don't have that knowledge. And once they use a legal nurse, I think they do say, aha. And it, it still is a problem sometimes to, for them to understand. 
Right, because I can imagine them thinking, you know, well, I have the paralegal and, you know, what what additional information would the nurse bring to the table? And I think right. that, you know, your uh, how you address that objection is your biggest selling point. Um, so what what does your business look like today? Do you have uh, employees or subcontractors? And, uh, you know, what is kind of like the big vision for your business? It's subcontractors. Um, I started a group in about 2005, I believe it was, or 2006, of other legal nurses in our area. It was a group just here in the Midwest because I wanted to be able to have my sub, I wanted to know my subcontractors. Um, some of the lists are very, very good. And I know lots of the people now on the list of the different organizations. But when I was just starting out, I didn't know the people. And I just felt much more comfortable knowing the nurse I was recommending or referring the attorney to. So I started the group. I would like to get that group back up. Uh, we had about 10 businesses in it, actually. And we had labor and delivery. We had intensive care. We had dialysis. We had home health. And it was really helpful to get this group together every once in a while. Now, of course, we could do it through Zoom and we wouldn't have to meet. That That began to be a, just a little bit of a problem for everybody to have a day when we were all off duty and had spare time. And But it was, it was really nice. We did it once a month, went to various locations. And so I'd really like to get, one of my visions is to get a group like that back again. Um, and then just to continue to grow, keep the, keep the wonderful attorneys I have now and keep volunteering with the district attorney's office and continue to grow and help other people. I'm very welcome to anyone that's first starting out and, and wants some direction or wants some help or just wants someone to talk to. Yeah, I, I mean, it's really important. I feel like, yeah, you because know, a lot of the legal nurse consultants that we see or, or talk to, um, you know, I think they get really frustrated in the beginning because it's so hard to connect with the attorneys. So yeah. I think like any advice you can give there would be extremely welcomed. <laughs> be very willing to subcontract and you may not get the um, same amount of money that you would if you were doing it on your own, but it is such a great benefit. And, and you, you make friends and you make business contacts. I'm always willing to subcontract at, at what usually they'll do about half of what they're getting. So for example, if they're gonna charge the attorney $100 an hour, they might give you $50 an hour. And you know, be willing to do that or even volunteering. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's really powerful. Um, and it's so, obvious uh yet it's like the one thing that people tend to avoid doing and you know i don't we all want we all get attracted to these fancy other ideas and stuff but the personal contact that you can make with people is so powerful i mean nothing compares to it, it nothing is. comes close to it and it's free like you don't need a marketing it is. <laughs> it is you would be surprised also when you start talking to people that um, they have all these other contacts or they have all this information you know i even talking if you're still at the bedside even talking to some of the other people in the hospital that you wouldn't Think about, you know, the, the cafeteria cashier, her brother may be an attorney, you know, you know, or her cousin or something. It's, it's amazing if you just reach out and start talking to people. Absolutely. Uh, all right, Cheryl. So where can people find you if they do have questions and they want to get to see your business better, get to know you more? Well, my website, classactconsulting.com. 
They can also email me at Cheryl, and that's C-H-E-R-Y-L at classactconsulting.com. My number is 913-290-0043. And as I said, I'm very willing to talk to anybody and answer questions if I can. Just give them a little um, cheer <laughs> to keep them boosted and, and going. And very important, keep your contacts, talk to everybody, be willing to give back. Yeah, I think that's really, really great advice. Um, thank you so much for talking to us today. Sure, you're welcome. Thank you very much for having me. You have a great day.